Hi friends, welcome to my channel, Emeralds and Jasmine Conversations. I'm Jasmine, living in Ireland. In this channel, you'll find lots of conversations I had with people around the world, anything about Ireland or Taiwan or Ireland and Taiwan. Today's interview, I invited an Irish secondary school teacher, Ian, to talk about his experience and his views on being a teacher in Ireland. If you want to be a teacher in Ireland, listen to the podcast. If you want to know what it's like to be a teacher in Ireland, listen to the podcast. If you're not our friends, listen to the podcast. If you're our friends, you must listen to the podcast. If you're bored, listen to the podcast. But if you're working from home, please don't get caught listening to the podcast. Now, you're all set. Ready? Go! You're the first interviewee, so could you introduce yourself a bit? I'm honored. Um, <laughs> my name is Ian, mm -hmm. and I'm a secondary school teacher cool. in Tanya, near Dublin. Right. So what did you study to become a teacher, secondary school teacher? Well, I always wanted to be a secondary school teacher. Yeah. Um, but when I went into undergraduate uh, for my bachelor's degree, mm -hmm. I wanted to keep my options open. Mm -hmm. So I did a degree in economics, mm -hmm. politics, and law. Mm -hmm. um, towards the end of the final year, I was doing well, and then my one of my lecturers recommended that maybe I should do a master's in economics. Right. So I had applied for that. Um, but I still kind of wanted to be a teacher. I was kind of, you kind of, I felt kind of talked into it. So I did that for like two months. Yeah. And then, but I ended oh. up actually preferring the, I had like a side job mm -hmm. as par part of the, through the college mm -hmm. where I was giving tutorials to undergraduate students. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I liked that more than the course. So I kind of realized, okay, I'll just go back and do teaching because that's actually what I want to do and I have to drive to do it. I, then I started on that path okay. um, to teaching. So now, um, how many years have you been teaching? I've been teaching secondary school since like August 2020. And what are you teaching? What subject? That time I was teaching uh, business oh, and cool. CSP. What um, is CSP? It's like kind of like politics for the junior certificates. When kids what does it stand for? Civic, social, and political education. Cool. Well, that's for. Uh, did you say junior, sir? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's not. Um. When I was in school, it was there was an exam for it, mm -hmm. but um, there's no exam for it anymore. Oh, why? Why is that? I don't know. I think it's because maybe timetabling issues. They wanted to prioritize like different subjects over other ones. Sad. So. It sounds like when our PE classes were used to um, to like take like um, maths exams or something or like to practice maths or English more back in school. Yeah. So it sounds pretty it's sad mm -hmm. if it, if that's why I mean, and um, because you mentioned like you teach secondary school students right, and I know like in Ireland you have six years. Um, we have in secondary school, it seems to just be all one thing here. Mm. Um, so you would spend 
five or six years in the same school mm -hmm. so I have taught from every every year mm -hmm. um, actually I don't think I've had a fifth year class properly mm -hmm. but I've taught like first year second year third year mm. TY and sixth year what does it mean by TY TY is transition year so it's a mm. year that you, that some schools do it mm -hmm. um, I think most schools actually do it mm -hmm. but it can be optional and um, but it's in between the junior cert and the leaving cert mm -hmm. and it's an extra year that you can do in school so you can either five years in secondary school or six years and so the last year what do students who decide to do like the transition year what do they usually do um so they could be doing um work experience mm -hmm. um they do they could be exposed to different leaving search subjects for later or like different things that they might not be exposed to in secondary school normally like maybe acting or film um, mm -hmm. um, so what is the day-to-day -day basis like for your work what time do you have to so be at school every day i have to be there before 8 40 and if what? you're okay mm -hmm. that's nice that's nice do you remember that i told you um when i was in like um secondary school we have to be be at school at like half seven and then we have to like clean the the campus and the classroom and like just get prepared and then we will have a like like a little quiz or something like in the morning either english or math like mm -hmm. important subjects mm -hmm. and then we will actually start the day at half eight but like that means the teachers have to be there earlier so be i supervised, think a yeah. forty is nice yeah, it's nice. In Ireland, I think most schools maybe start at 9. Oh, and um, do you also have to clean, like sweep the floor and mop the floor? No, in Ireland, that who, the who kids... Who does it? The cleaners. Oh, cleaners. wow. Yeah. Mind blowing. Sure. Really? We don't have that. I don't think so. Yeah. I did it a lot. You never saw it? Anyone come up I it, did, it? but that was mostly for like toilets or something. But that's it. Hmm. Mm, interesting. And so respect, respect actually. <laughs> the, I think like it teaches the kids good habits if they're taught to clean up after themselves and then less messy because they know they have to clean it the next day. True. Mm. Yeah. So after that, what do you do? How many classes do you have um, in a day usually? The max I can have is six. Mm -hmm this year the least I have is four so it's pretty balanced actually across mm. but I, d I don't even have six on one day it's either I have four or five each day how long is it for each class 58 minutes um, the school network that I'm in they figured out that the way to maximize the mm. amount of time teachers okay. can be in class per week is to ha make the class of 58 minutes okay rather than like an hour or like 40 minutes or okay the max amount of cl classes that I do, I could do a day is six. Yeah. And there's some teachers that do do six hours, a six class a day. I've been lucky so far in my career that I've never had like a full day like that. And how long is it the break usually in between? Between classes? each class or technically between each class you don't have any time. Like you just, <gasps> the bell rings okay. and then you go to the next class, maybe you have a minute. But what if someone wants to use the toilet? They have to ask during class. Oh, or like I heard like in, in the US they have the, what do you call it? Hall pass? Yeah. We have that. You have that? 
Yeah, my wait, school. Wait, wait, is it like okay? Is it like your school has that, or like all the schools would usually have that? My school does. Cool. I don't know what about the girls' school. school you taught in? Um, you just sign in the journal. Okay, so you don't have to raise your hand or. I don't know. They have to raise their hand, but no. Um, my school this year is the only one that I know of in Ireland that does that. Um, okay. What about when you were a student? You just you'd put your hand up and then they'd sign. This teacher would sign your journal. Okay. Which is like where you put your homework, and then you bring that with you. Um, if so it's if anyone asks why you're you're outside class. Oh, but it's similar. It sounds similar. No? Yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. Just you don't have a name for it. You didn't. Yeah, mm. I guess. Yeah. For us, um, you usually don't go during the class. You can never go during the class. You could, but you would be hated by the teachers. They would be like, they would, they would nag. They would nag at you and say, "Why didn't you go during the the break? You know, like you had ten minutes. You were always like outside on the playground." Blah, blah, blah. So most kids just wouldn't go to the bathroom during class. Like it'd be rare. Yeah, we don't really do that. He's, it sounds like it's much more um, serious. Like yeah. Ev- like the students are more serious as well. Like they're like, "Oh yeah, this is precious educational more time. We're not gonna even go sure. to the bathroom." Sure. So what time do you usually get off from work? Um, three eighteen. <gasps> and what about students as well? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I never, never, ever got like I never left school before four p.m. Never. Uh, when I was in like a um, cr- primary school, mm-hmm. student, yes, I did. But that was like when I was at primary school. I never left the school before four. And like you know, in Taiwan or in like many Asian countries, people would um, go to a cram school or like a what we call it like after school school. You know, and then you just like study there and like you have other math classes or English classes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so you like, went to cram school a lot? Or? Um, not really. When I was in high school. I went so like in my town, Kaohsiung. It's like it's very competitive. They would um, offer really val- like good value. Like the mm-hmm. price would be like really low compared to like Taipei low. or like mm-hmm. Taichung, like the other big cities. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so I remember it was so cheap. As it's cheap as like one fifty euro for a whole semester mm-hmm. for four subjects. I think it was for four subjects, so I decided to go. But then I I got bored. I didn't spend a lot of time in the cram schools, but I know like it's like a norm, like people mm. would do that. I remember you, we watched a movie where um, a son, really mm. good movie. What's mm. the name in in the uh, Yang Guang Pu Zhao. Mm. Okay, Yang Guang Pu Zhao. <laughs> yes, very good. Okay, I got it. Very good. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we have to do that. Like on the weekends as well, like people would like either hire like a tutor, tutor yeah. or they would also go to cram schools. I'm not so sure, but I think so. But like nowadays, nowadays I think it's changing because um, the universities are focusing more on your like volunteer work or like your just your performance outside mm. of the school. 
that, that sounds very like the American admission system. I think we try to copy the system, mm. <laughs> their system usually. Yeah. In yeah. Ar- in Ireland, it's very exam focused. Ours is. But like in terms of that will be the only criteria of what will get you into college for most courses. Oh, so you don't have to do interviews. You would for some courses if you're not doing like a bachelor's degree. If it's like called like a level seven, mm-hmm. you'd have to do an interview for it before. But most courses, bachelor's degrees in Ireland, it's just how many points you got in your leaving search, and then whoever got the highest points will get the place in the course. But then if you do like medicine, you have to do a, a separate test if you want to be a doctor or something. Oh. And then if you want to do art in college, you oh. you, you submit a portfolio portfolio mm-hmm. and you get a score on that as well. So you don't like before you enter the school, like you get enrolled in the university, you don't really get to see the professors or something, like because no. you don't talk to them. Never. Really? No. So you just pick the subject. We do have this system, but I think they are gonna abolish it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we used to when I was um a high school student. Not many had, years ago. Not many. not many. Basically, we say we have two lives. One is when you do the exam but it would be easier than the second one the second life you're given mm-hmm. okay you submit your application mm-hmm. um, to the schools you want mm-hmm. and then you will be uh, <laughs> granted um, an opportunity to do the interviews with the mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. yeah but it's also kind of based on your like performance like academic performance but they would also mm-hmm. look at your like profile kind of like CV that kind of stuff yeah. But the second one is just like living search here, but mm-hmm. it's way more difficult than the f- the, mm-hmm. pre- the first one. But it's really just like uh, grade based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Ireland it's purely the grade based for mm-hmm. um, most courses. I think like that can be good in a way because it cuts down on uh, like subjectivity, mm-hmm. like you know just an objective thing like you know what you got in the exam and like you know i think if there's like admissions officers and colleges have to recruit those kind of jobs it's sort of it's a kind of a it's a big expense and i don't think it's necessary and also like you know if somebody say had expect had um connections with like an admissions officer or something they Mm. might be able to get a college course place or like they could be bribed or something like in america like a lot of celebrities bought places for their their kids in i think this is debatable though because it sounds like it's the failure of the system it's not no it's not about um the bribery itself actually not not about that anymore the core problem is that how should how could we build a system that that makes sure um students can get into their dream schools like Mm -hmm. fairly you know Mm -hmm. like how do we make sure it's a fair game to the Mm -hmm. students there's there's no perfect way to do it yeah and i feel like Mm -hmm. if we just say like oh i'm i'm so scared that there there's gonna be like bribery or something or like scandals that's not fair yeah Yeah. and then and we just not try to perfect the system Mm -hmm. it's just And, and also there could be a lot of kids that they don't excel Exactly. Um, I am in one exams. I think I am one of them. Yeah. I'm pretty good at like doing interviews because I'm personable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I do like talking and sharing my thoughts. And you're really good at working with people and getting the best out of people. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty uh, good at making conference wise. Yeah, as mm-hmm. well. Working in team. So mm-hmm. like, 
I wouldn't say I'm the worst in terms of like exams but you yeah, it yeah. doesn't reflect your whole I think so so like ability. for me I always think it's fair to have mm. that system to mm. have two like both systems applied you know mm. flaw of the Irish system is that your points are based on six different subjects okay but you could be like really really good at, good at one subject mm. but then your overall points isn't as high as someone else mm -hmm. because you're not you're not as well-rounded like and you don't have that like weighted average system like when they're yeah. applying for the for the certain like subject majors that would be good actually like if you're <laughs> wait is that, so, so that's, you don't have that's, that that's not a thing here but oh, it, it, that would be good okay. if you're if your major a college major was related to a secondary yeah, school subject yeah. it would be cool if that grade was worth more to that major and say know? like if somebody maybe they translated like a really hard research paper from French into English um, would that be like supplementary like um, material for you to like use like a portfolio Mm. No, no, it's okay. yeah. So that's not fair either. Well, they have more continuous assessment in now, like projects. Like um, mm. nearly every leaving search subject has some kind of project tied into it. Mm -hmm. um, it's still like eighty percent exam. Okay, okay. So would you say like it is actually not fair? It's not fair. Cool. <laughs> I must admit. Cool. Very, very cool. So I also want to know like usually how many students are there in one class? For me. The average would be like 25. 25, 25 sounds fair. Would you also have some like kids with special needs um, in your class usually? I think nearly every class would have um, a student that has some kind of additional educational need like whether it's something like dyslexia mm -hmm. or dyscalculia mm -hmm. or ASD mm -hmm. um, ADHD mm -hmm. so teachers are able to be adapted for every student and do a range of activities that will engage an example would be like some students they could have dysgraphia so they could have difficulty writing mm -hmm. at the same pace as mm. other students and they could have all this great knowledge in their head but can't get it down like physically pen to paper mm -hmm. as fast as other students so they can type their answers on a computer mm -hmm. and that's great because mm -hmm. they can show us mm -hmm. how much they know but and how then, good they are at the sub yeah. subject. And But then th that means that they have to be also pretty good at computer. Sure, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> they have to be good at typing. Well, like, I, I guess they, well, that like, means... They don't have to be... Typing is easier than writing for well, most people. So True, um, true. I think for us... I didn't see that many kids with special needs or maybe we're less open about it like we're mm -hmm. less open to getting diagnosed and talk about it you know so I only know one person with ADHD I think it's uh, the transparency about it it's kind of removed I think like um, years and years ago people would would look at it and they'd see it as a very big obstacle okay but they think differently mm. so if we can support mm. students to show how good they are mm -hmm. then 
that's the ideal mm. the more inclusive we are at that level mm. the more inclusive they will expect mm. the the world after school to be mm-hmm. and people in the world will make the world more inclusive inclusive and adaptable mm. and give people the support because mm. yeah so that's that's a big thing thank you for the speech and <laughs> um, so you mentioned like there's like training for teachers not to know how to like teach kids with special needs what about other like typical training you have there's some stuff that is obligatory that like the teaching council requires is on every teaching program like you have to do a module on history of teaching mm-hmm. psychology of teaching which is interesting because it talks about like child development there was one thing I learned in the psychology of teaching module and it was like when kids are about 14 years old mm-hmm. it's when they're most like self-conscious and they they feel like people are judging them and they want to fit in the most and mm. that kind of made sense to me because I'd, be- I'd been through that mm-hmm. when I was that age yourself yeah so the fact that that was like a psych- psychological mm. um, phenomenon or it was mm. recorded across like it made sense and it was reassuring at the same time mm. so that was cool um sociology of teaching kind of the societal structure of teaching and how it operates within the society so you learn about this thing called the banking model it's kind of like what we grew up with um as in like there's a teacher in the front of the room and then they would tell you the information Mm -hmm. you remember the information or you bank it Mm -hmm. and then you say it again and you you just reproduce exactly what they said recitation it re they say re, they say regurgitation in Ireland. What? Regur like like bleh, like because okay. they say because they say like in the exact in the exam like that's all you do like you don't think of anything original you just re uh, you put back out what you you've been taught but the way things are going now it's it's better mm-hmm. um and it keeps getting better like the methodologies they're always aiming to be student voice focus okay and my school is very student voice focused so mm. you know you ask questions to get the students to come up with their own conclusions mm. and get them involved in it and intrigued in what they're uh, they're learning mm-hmm. it's kind of more rewarding for them mm-hmm. and also they can i think um, they can share their own ideas that you know i've learned a lot of things from students when they share their perspective on things yeah um you remember them more as well yeah, you remember it more if you're talking with your friends about yeah. um, whatever topic you're talking about. Like, there'll be better motivation and purpose in in your learning. Okay, and um, do you have to do like summer summer classes as well during summer breaks? Do you have to teach? I remember you said it's a big thing in Taiwan. Mm, we have um, that. Yeah, but in Ireland, it's not like nobody is made to do like summer classes or anything. But like, there is a thing called July provision. In the case of last year, I did the July provision, which I for a couple of weeks I taught English to three um, teenagers who had uh, who were refugees from the oh. war in Ukraine. Mm. Doing the July provision program, students that might need some extra help can be helped mm-hmm. um, by teachers in that time. Can students sign them up for the summer class? Sign like themselves up. Yeah, like or like parents sign them up. I'm not really sure how, because it seems like something that I've only dealt with on the teacher side of it. Like oh. it'd be more like the school management might contact parents right. and 
they might organize it um, from what I've seen I don't know the whole how it works but um, that's what I've seen but it is through the school so it sounds like you're you're never been you've never been involved um, in like admin roles in the school um, not yet mm. but I would like to that's um surprising answer I don't think Taiwanese teachers would prefer that I think he said they have to do it anyway and they don't get extra they do get extra oh, but okay. not much it doesn't give you the comfort like yeah. you have to do too much mm, it's not worth the extra yeah, yeah. yeah um, so I think in Ireland like you can there's a thing like that isn't extra it's like being a tutor for a class and then you're responsible for like 25 kids in a base class mm -hmm. you know, you're the first point of contact for their parents I would like to do that that, ne that mm. next year because I think it would be kind of a new challenge and it yeah. would be rewarding to kind of well, like, do it from that so you're not scared like you might get complaints or like get overwhelmed by the like the parents or something I mean like at the start it could be kind of scary like how am I going to deal with this but like I see other teachers do it and they can ask each other for advice right. and also like if they follow the procedure like you know if you make a note of everything <laughs> and you just talk to the parents like mm -hmm. you know like do the right thing mm -hmm. and you do something like you know you'll do a good job but like do they have to maintain a really good relationship with the parents I mean like I know I heard of some stories in like Taiwan and like Korea mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. students students parents would like file a complaint or like mm -hmm. even like legal suit um, mm -hmm. to the to the teachers mm -hmm. or like put a lot of pressure on them or like even call call them or like constantly or every, <laughs> you said every day like after like, school yeah. even yeah or like Outside on the weekends hours. yeah oh, on the weekends yeah really. on the weekends as well I, I heard yeah. of that and like they'd be like oh yeah please um do this for my kids and like my kids need need you or something like that but they don't necessarily like respect the the teachers that much like mm. so you're not like have you heard of this kind of events there i think in ireland you know there would be some parents that if they could do that mm -hmm. maybe they would but like <laughs> what do you mean so like what is what is stopping them from doing it i feel like the it's more it's respected in ireland that mm. you know if you're not if you're on the week if it's the weekend it's the weekend you know mm -hmm. you're not gonna respond to an email that you uh, got late on friday night but like from their parents who are who really want their kids to be successful in terms of like academic performance oh, always they're and always really so they won't they still won't pressure the, the teachers i think they probably put more pressure on the students well that makes more sense yeah to be honest yeah because i don't know like i can ask them to do homework i can check their homework yeah. but i can't make them do any additional study so yeah. it's kind of up to parents to do that themselves mm. i guess so because like in taiwan we use line the app like oh, it's like, like whatsapp, WhatsApp. It's yeah. like WhatsApp yeah. so like do you think parents would be able to get your whatsapp no they that would be uh inappropriate inappropriate i think they they can email you okay. and then they actually they'd email the office of the school mm -hmm. and then the office would will forward, will it. forward it and uh. then you can reply but they wouldn't email have your you direct? directly. Yeah, yeah. definitely not the phone, no. Cool. No. Which is, yeah. I but. think that's fair.
that's something yeah. we should learn I, I'm surprised that in, that's happened to any teachers around the world because that's really mm. you need to, you need that you need that separation of um, I agree working I, life. I think well I think like like we talked about um, in Taiwan teachers and students have closer relationships like I still keep in touch with my biology teacher mm. at high in high school and mm. um, so like it means that we have a less a vague more vague boundary between it's more gray yeah the, yeah. yeah yeah i think that's why in ireland it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't really that wouldn't be considered considered um appropriate if a student like saw me in tesco yeah. or something and said hi i'd say oh hi but i wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't go like much it wouldn't go further than that right right you know, okay like they might just say how are you and i say good that's and cool just walk away. Mm, okay yeah. so can you also walk us through the contract type like um, in, I know in Taiwan it's really 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 hard to get a job like to be a permanent uh, to get a permanent contract from school I heard that it's not that hard to get certified as a teacher but it's extremely hard to like actually get a job and especially given the fact that Taiwan is one of the countries that had the lowest fertility, fertility rate, rate. Yeah, you said so. so the birth rate so there's not enough kids to be teaching <laughs> Yeah, sorry, but what about what about the situation in Ireland? Like, is is it hard for you to get a job as a teacher? Depends on the subject, actually. Oh yeah. So, if you teach Irish or mm. if you teach maths, mm, math. I teach maths, and it's easier to get a job in that because there's such a shortage. You're gonna need a decent pool of teachers. Yeah. To teach maths. Yeah. Um, and English and Irish as well. So um, it depends on the demand yeah so you can have like maternity contract which is you're teaching to fill in for a, a teacher that is mm. on maternity leave yeah so that's so, like a fixed term so yeah it could actually be like six months or four months or whatever amount of time that they take off like maybe up to a year mm-hmm. and then there's um what i'm on is fixed term uh, full-time contract i'm there for one, one year, year. Mm-hmm. and if you are in the same school and you get that contract type twice mm-hmm. and then if you uh, get signed on for another third year mm-hmm. you get something called CID mm-hmm. once you get CID you're permanent your you're job is very secure yeah you're yeah you're stuck in this school as well you're not stuck in it like you could go and look for another job but they're, oh. they're stuck with you I guess <laughs> <laughs> well okay yeah true but like if you you're really fed up with this school and you want to change a job after three years like you are you're already the the permanent uh, employee of theirs but you want to switch to another school do you have to do it again yeah i think so oh no yeah, you have to you have to you're pro- that's tough i think it's like it kind of promotes like loyalty to a school or something but that's the, true but at the same time like if you're skilled and you're you can find another job mm. that's more convenient for you mm. then you have you can move to another part of the country the thing in ireland like wherever you are in the country you get paid the same as a teacher so mm. it could make sense um to right. move to like a more remote area so you can mm. you can save costs and housing and, mm-hmm. and stuff yeah and do you think like there's more female or male teachers in general there's more female teachers how, like how many more is it like seven to three or like six to four at primary school level it's like 90 percent or more than 90 percent female oh, really? yeah. that's cool secondary school level it's like two-thirds female one-third male okay mm-hmm. and 
So do you also get to see lots of like female principals of the schools? Yes, every school I've taught in has had a female principal. And yeah. I've taught in four schools. I think for, for us, I'm not so sure, but I do think we might have slightly more female teachers mm -hmm. in general, but mm -hmm. like I don't really see a lot of female principals, which is a bit oh, really? sad to be honest, oh, yeah. yeah. So like this is something we should look at. And so like are the teachers allowed to do grind or any extra work? Well there are side jobs you could do correcting the leading oh, yeah. cert or junior cert, which is it's only like three weeks. And is I it think. hard? And it'd be pretty intense during oh. that three weeks. You we work it actually on every day, like Saturday and Sunday as well. Okay. And it could be up to like ten hours. Mm -hmm. Um well depends, like you get paid per paper. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of go work at your own pace, which is good. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like all of this added up, um, would you say like um, being a teacher has a decent salary for you to survive yeah. or even to live a comfortable life? Yeah, it's a middle class, decent salary. Mm. Um, if your school has an evening study, okay, which isn't a lot, but I have done it in the past because mm. I think it's actually a good way to... Wait, is it like cram school? No, because it's not like extra classes it's just they sit there and they do their homework for two like an hour or detention two. no learning opportunity yeah you yeah i told you about that like in the school they have you don't do detention you do have a learning opportunity i have to say we really don't have this concept mm -hmm. in taiwan like well at least the schools the public schools i went to we don't have that um detention thing yeah. we just talk to the parents i think that's it yeah, we don't have and, detention. But yeah, the teachers, yeah, we can do evening study, which mm -hmm. is just supervised study mm -hmm. for a couple hours after the school, mm -hmm. which I think is great because when I was in school, you might not have a space at home where you can get peace and quiet <laughs> to do your work. Okay. You know, so you can do that. And then some teachers, they can do grinds, which is mm. tutoring mm -hmm. um, outside of school as well. Mm. So those are options to earn extra money. Mm -hmm. um, to summarize you do think it's a good like job yeah yeah especially with life. especially with uh, holidays mm. 10 weeks in the summer okay. and then there's 10 about 10 days over christmas and okay. then about two weeks for easter mm -hmm. a, a week for halloween mm -hmm. and then regular bank holidays like on labor day is it also part of the bank holidays for you like do, can you get a day off on labor day labor uh, like, I think that's May like bank holiday. First. Yeah. Oh, if, if it's a bank holiday, so. yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if we call it that. I oh. think we call it like oh. May, May bank holiday or yeah. something. Because in Taiwan, teachers are not considered laborers. So they oh. don't get a day off on that day. Definitely. And like, we have. Do you have a teacher's day? No, we should. We do. <laughs> we cool. do. But they still don't get a day off. For that day? Yeah. What do they get? What is it called? Like cards from the students. That's nice. But like sometimes they're not sincere. No, really? They're told yeah, like... to like write a, a card for the teachers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like how it works there. Mm. Oh, another thing I was going to say, you said it's a good job. It, you also have to be passionate because I think like you need the energy for it. You know, like you need to be really into the job. Mm. Um, and then you, it's worth it mm. and I love it so
Um, so I want to ask, like, what makes you want to be a teacher, do you think? I just thought it would suit me or something. I don't know. I just, um, I like communicating with people and I like kind of like trying to explain, explain explaining ideas and stuff so but like why did you choose like economics in the first place you weren't really sure that you were mm. you were you were gonna be a teacher uh -huh. but you still chose ec economics and politics why did you choose those subjects because i suppose they're broad and economics i just i did well in it in school secondary school and i liked it i thought it was interesting ah. so that's why i kind of pursued an, a degree in that okay I really ended up liking that mm -hmm. you know I could have went down that road but teaching was always number one mm -hmm. for me okay so now we talked about like how great based it is for Irish education system would you say like most Irish schools are just trying to train their students to perform well um, on living search or do you think they actually want them to learn some practical skills well like there's a lot of schools private schools that parents will send kids to mm -hmm. that will just be exam focused so they can get the maximum leaving cert but most schools most regular schools my school especially it kind of just teaches them how to be like a good, good person good people and, oh really you know developing that's to, sweet developing to being an adult yeah um, and being responsible and yeah. um aware of themselves and and more more schools are like that now like just you know speaking of that i remember i saw my uh, finnish friends high school books they teach psychology in high school as well it sounds like they do learn how to um be more self-aware and be more emotionally uh intelligent like mm. if you say so would you say like your schools also do this to help the students yes oh. and actually there's a thing in my school and it's in a lot of schools around the country but it's called restorative practice they call it like relationship focus so it's like how people communicate together mm -hmm. and like how they resolve conflict mm -hmm. is kind of like the core of it and how they just get on from day to day so like you know you do things like you you might like check in with your students mm -hmm. and see how they're doing to get in an idea of like how they're feeling I guess yeah and then if there's a conflict there's these things called restorative questions mm -hmm. and it's a list of I think seven questions mm -hmm. and you should ask yourself or you should ask the students you ask them okay after they've calmed down and okay. like say that oh. they have like an argument with another student and they bring them outside mm -hmm. and they say okay like what happened how were you feeling mm -hmm. when this happened mm -hmm. what was your action mm -hmm. you know Why? how do you feel about it mm -hmm. in retrospect mm -hmm. um, if you could you, do it again you know if you could do it again what, what would you, would you change mm. and then what would be a fair thing and like dealing with discipline issues in turn with that approach is much better than just saying oh you're you're bad or whatever and, mm -hmm. giving and them like, I'm gonna call giving your them, parents I'm gonna call your parents or you know you're you're suspended mm. or you're learning opportunity you're learning opportunity you're actually giving them the opportunity to reflect 
reflect mm. and be responsible and mm. that's great mm. and so like all the teachers are trained to do and they're allowed to do it mm -hmm. or yeah, they're encouraged because that's okay the whole so not just the counselor at the, the school the kids are actually in in my school the kids are actually trained it about it they as actually, well they know about what oh. restorative mm -hmm. conversations are mm -hmm. and they actually i found like in the school that i'm in now the kids are a lot more open accountable oh. for like their own mistakes They're... they feel comfortable explaining themselves mm. and they feel like they won't be judged mm -hmm. and also they'll be more like they won't be so defensive they'll kind of let mm. their guard down and be like mm. okay. that's important i think it's just a more mature way of um dealing with them because you know yeah. instead of just treating them like condescendingly yeah you're kind of putting them on you're on the same level yeah and you're giving them that opportunity to yeah. explain themselves. Yeah, um, I heard of this approach about teaching like t toddlers even. Like they really? also say, you, level, yeah. yeah, you should talk to them just normally. You don't have to talk gibberish or you don't have to talk like affectionate or, or anything like that. Oh, you really? just talk to them like treating them like adults. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't looked through it. I haven't I've, looked through it. I've heard why. that's controversial because yeah. I feel like when you say like goo 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 or whatever mm. it helps them start to form mm. words like by using just one syllable at a time interesting so, yeah i never yeah. thought of it but i don't know much about it either yeah but. so would you say like you enjoy being a teacher yeah i love it every you day love is, your job. Every, every day is different this is a role model like i never do i okay thank you so much so you would do it long in the long run you would do mm -hmm. it like as long as you can yeah that's good that's good so can you share any of your your best experience teaching or the best moment one moment that was really nice was um when it was my first year as a student teacher mm -hmm. and it was like coming towards the end of the year and i was teaching like cspe which is a subject that the kids would only have once a week and the class they made me a card they said that um i was their favorite and it meant so much because it was my first year of teaching that oh. it happened and it was, i was still a student teacher at that time yeah. and also like it's a very like small and underrated subject kind of oh. csp like it's about politics oh, and stuff so you really wouldn't expect the kids to really engage with that politics because mm. a lot of kids and a lot of schools they don't take that subject seriously mm. and for it to have that much impact that they were so enthusiastic about it that was a really rewarding moment mm. uh, for me so far yeah so if you could give some advice to the student teachers right now or like to anyone who ever thought of becoming a teacher what advice would you give them like is there anything in particular that you believe to be so critical to be a teacher like as a teacher you should have the skills or anything that you hold as your model for me it would just be kind of the instinct that you want to become a teacher like i feel like it's one of those things like if you know you know like you're kind of just like oh you know i would really love to do this and like, mm -hmm. i would advise anybody's like a student teacher right now the pme the masters for teaching mm -hmm. it's two years it's really tough but you know you can get through it you mm -hmm. know if you really want to do this you know like if the college work is too tough for you right now like you know that isn't going to be forever like 
but the job and if you really love the teaching and the mm. job that's going to be there forever so you know just keep on pushing I know it's hard work but just think of the, the light at the end of the tunnel don't let one bad day or like any bad experience like you know from an inspection or anything like just learn from it and then improve in the long run there's going to be way more positive moments you'll grow from mm. any obstacle and adversity that you overcome and they'll as you drive up further away from them it'll be smaller in your rear view, rear view mirror okay so last thing um if you could also give some suggestion to the government what would you say would be something or like the schools what would you say to be something that um irish education system could do better the the pme is too long at two years um, and it's too expensive and there's a teacher shortage mm. you know and they're the government they're setting unnecessarily high obstacles um to becoming a teacher mm-hmm. um and like when you compare it to other countries when you look at cost of living mm. and yeah the the salary like it's can't compete with say australia mm-hmm. where the cost of living mm-hmm. is lower mm-hmm. relative to the salary and so many teachers go to australia because the cost of living relative to the salary is smaller and you can have a better you can have a better standard of living in australia so i'd say raise raise the salary basically yeah all right i hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new do you have any questions for us feel free to comment or message me on instagram focus p-h-o-q-u-e-u-s See you next time. Bye. Oh, don't forget to subscribe. Bye.